So yes, we're learning Seichas around. It's been uh, it's been probably a week or two since we've done it. We're up to Seicha Tess, which is a very short Seicha, and then Mitzvah we'll see Seicha Yud, which is longer, and we'll probably spend a good couple days on it. So in Seicha Tess, he just says one very short thing. He says B'shem Al Shemtiv Zechayin LeVracha Shesakin Ein Nois Nebematana. Oh, just for your Sakin Ein Nois Nebematana. It's not good to give a knife as a present. Hainu She'echel Ayitin LeChaveru Sakin Bematana. One shouldn't give a knife as a present to your friend. He doesn't explain why not. He says it's one of the things from the Baal Shem Tev one shouldn't do. Well, you shouldn't give a knife as, as a present to your friend. I imagine that the reason is the same way we find that by the, by the building of the Mizbeach, we don't, have, we don't use a knife. We don't use any metal really even by the building of the Mizbeach. Why? Because the whole idea of the building of the Mizbeach is in order to create shalom, to create peace between us and the Rabbani Shalom. And therefore we don't want to bring any metal utensil which is just the opposite of creation of shalom. So I imagine, I imagine it comes from somewhat of the same thing. Giving a knife from one person to the other, even if you're giving it as a, even if you're giving it as a sign of friendship, you're giving it as a, as a present, nevertheless, you don't give knives as presents, you don't give something. That's the system of B'Shem Debal It is interesting because there is a minig that many people have. It's brought down before Rosh Hashanah. Before Rosh Hashanah, you give a sakin. Why? Because a chayt techayim, a chayt techayim l'chol chay. At a chayt techayim, you cut it off. I, uh, huh? Yes, I, 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 I have an interesting, whatever, interesting story. I don't, I don't think it's Lashon I think it's fine. I don't think it's anything, anything that was done uh, that was done wrong. But my mother-in-law has this minute. I, I didn't grow up with this minute. My mother-in-law has a minute of giving a sack and giving a knife before Shoshana. She gives it to all the kids. So my mother-in-law, we were living in Eretz Yisrael. My mother-in-law sent us with a friend of hers. It was, it was after Shoshana. It was a friend of hers was coming for Sukkot. And she sent, uh, she sent like two knives, one for me, one for my wife. She sent us knives. Now, she sent the whole package. She forgot to tell the lady that there's knives in the package. Which really shouldn't be an issue because the lady probably is going to check it in. Nobody takes the package that somebody sends to them in the carry-on. So I don't think my mom did anything wrong. For some reason, the woman put the package into her carry-on. And she went through JFK, totally fine. Two knives in her bag. Not like little box, like real knives, proper knives. Two knives in her bag, nothing happened. And Heathrow, she got stopped. And they pulled her over and they're like, okay, uh, you know, miss, do you have anything you know, in your bag? No, did you pack your bag yourself? Yes. Did anyone give you anything? No, right? we all know the answers to the questions, right? She says, no. They say, are you sure you packed it yourself? She said, yeah, I packed it. The bag was with you the whole time? Yeah, it was with me the whole time. She got stuck there for a good couple hours in, uh, in Heathrow Airport <laughs> before she was able to get there to Israel. But uh, yeah, there, there is a minute to give a chayta, but the Rabbi brings out from the Baal Shem Tev, and I guess this is, this is something which is a unique, a unique, uh, unique cabal that he had from the Baal Shem Tev. That we don't give knives as matana, and imagine for this Indian of not not creating. Yeah, if you buy it, then that's much better. Buying it's not an issue. He's saying the only issue is giving a giving a knife as a present is something one shouldn't do. That's sicha tas, a simple sicha, something which is a kabbalah from the Baal Shem Tov. Sicha yud is how rishon meleim charatas. Rishon wicked people are full of charata. Zoshetin shevim musar per chafei. Rishon are full of are full of charata. Zakam nachman vehem any of them klal mau charata. Rishon don't know. They don't understand why they're full of charata. He said there's a certain feeling of misery that's taking place inside of them. They don't know why it's there. Kizel ba'atzmam shemes gabrim be'inyan. Rishon asim zel ba'atzmam charata. They don't understand that the reason why they're having charata is because of the wicked things that they're doing. So there's a person who's doing, who's doing things that are the opposite of Ratzon Hashem. And then there's a feeling that he has inside of him of charata, of regret. He, he doesn't feel good about himself. He feels guilty. He, feels, he doesn't feel good. He feels charata. He feels, he feels upset with himself. He doesn't know why he feels upset with himself. Zakam Nachman, you know why he feels upset with himself? Why he feels charata? Why he doesn't feel good? He doesn't feel satisfied? Because he's involved in things that are not Ratzon Hashem. Every one of us has a guf and a neshama. The guf wants A. The neshama wants B. When you do do that which the guf wants, the real you, the neshama inside of you says, I'm not happy with this, I don't like this. This is cheap, this is fake, this is false, this is not something good. Right? A person eats unhealthy food, his body, his body protests, his body says, uh, I'm not happy with this. 
right? If it's very unhealthy, a person can throw up. Otherwise, a person just can gain weight. A person becomes lethargic. A person becomes, you know, tired from eating unhealthy food. A person's body starts to, you know, deteriorate because of eating unhealthy food. The body protest the eating of unhealthy food and the neshama the soul does the same thing when it comes to doing unhealthy things when a person does things that are not in line with neshama the, the neshama protests and the neshama says I'm not happy I'm not satisfied right this person doesn't understand the reason for his charata so what does he do he says I feel empty I feel like there's something inside of me that's missing so what does he do he tries to go and continue to fill up that hole with that which is never going to fill up the hole Right? Every one of us has a hole inside of us because of our neshama. Neshama desires something. It has a rutzen. It has a desire for something real, for something that's going to give us real, real tainig. When we don't fill it up with the proper things, the neshama says, it, this is not it. Right? The same person eats unhealthy food. The body says, this is not what I was craving. This is not what I was waiting for. The neshama says, I'm not happy with what you filled me up with. But the person, if the person's not cognizant, if the person doesn't understand that that's why he has charata, so he continues doing more and more actions to try to fill that void in his life, but the neshama continues. The neshama continues protesting, and that's why Rosham are meleim charata. They're constantly filled with charata because whatever they're doing is just they're just trying to cover up those feelings. So a person has a feeling that they desire something, they want something, they do something which they think I want that. They get that, and it doesn't do it for them. So what do they continue doing? The same thing. <laughs> they continue chasing and chasing and chasing, and it doesn't bring them satisfaction. Right? I had a conversation with somebody this week who was talking about getting married versus you know. Dating, I don't, I don't think he meant dating, you know, in the typical shidduch sense, but you know, what he called chasing girls, right? So he, he said, no, I'm looking, you know, I'm looking, this is bringing me satisfaction, brings validation. I said, clearly it doesn't, because you wouldn't continue doing it, right? If this brought you the validation and satisfaction you were looking for, you wouldn't, you're obviously looking for something more. You're looking for a deeper relationship, a meaningful relationship. You're looking to really create something with somebody else. Now, in your mind, you think that, oh, that's gonna bring me what I need. It's not gonna bring you what you need. And the biggest proof is that you've been doing this for years and years on end, and, and it's, not, it's not filling that void. It's not filling what you're really looking for. So what we do when we're, not, when we're not conscious of that is we just try to stuff more and more into that hole, but everything we're stuffing into the hole is not the right product. So we stuff the wrong product into the hole, and then the hole still remains empty because those things don't, don't stay in the hole. They just fall right out. Only if we fill up our neshama, only if we fill up the void with that which is real, that which is genuine, that which the neshama craves, only then is the hole going to get filled and we'll start to feel satisfied. And therefore, Rishama are malayim charatas. We do things that we shouldn't be doing. And this doesn't just mean Rishama. This happens to every one of us in our own lives. We do things that we shouldn't be doing. And then we feel guilty about it, right? This Jewish guilty conscience, which really comes from the neshama, which says, I'm not happy with that. I want to be doing something more real. So then what do we do? We do something even more fake. Or we do, again, the same, we, 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 get, we continue to be involved in the same activities because we think, oh, that's going to make me, it's not going to make you happy. Just doing it again and again and again, it's not going to make a person happy. And he says, Two people fighting with each other. What happens? One of them sees that the other person is going to be victorious. They're involved in a wrestling match and one of them's on the floor and the uh, the ref started to count. What happens? He suddenly gets the ability, has a surge of energy to get up off the floor. He's like, I'm not going to stay down on the floor. I'm going to get back up and try to fight back. Right? Shem Nachman says the same thing happens. What, what does the Yetzirah do? The Yetzirah sees that you're starting to regret and not feel good about that, that, that which you did. So it says, hey, wait a second, I'm gonna lose the battle. If, if the person's starting to have charata, if the person's starting to feel bad about what they did, if they're starting to say, I don't wanna live that life, 
And the Yetzirah says, I'm going to lose the battle. So what does the Yetzirah do? He gets a surge of energy and he says, go do it again. Go be involved in the same activity again. He jumps back up and he pushes you back down again. And then you fall back down again. And then you start to feel bad again. After you get, if you get up after, you know, after that fall, you start, to start, you start to pick yourself up and say, I want something different. The Yetzirah says, oh, you're starting to get up. You're starting to have charata. You're starting to feel bad. You're starting to say that you want something more real, more genuine. You want something better pushes you back down again. It's back and forth and back and forth. And until we stop and recognize the cycle that we're, that we're stuck in, we never get out of the cycle because we, we feel empty. We try to fill the emptiness with things that make us feel more empty and more and more and more and we never get out of that cycle. And that's what Rabbi Nachman tells us. Because they don't get out of the cycle. And the goal for us is to say, wait a second, what, before I get to the place of trying to cover over the guilty feelings that I have and just trying to squash those feelings of desiring something more, let me stop and at least recognize why I'm feeling that way. Even if I don't do anything about it, just stopping and recognizing I, 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 that, that what, I, what I was just involved in didn't feel good. It didn't give me the satisfaction that I needed because I want something more real. And then the next step is, okay, to get to that real, but at least recognize why you're feeling that way, why you're feeling guilty, why you're feeling charata, why you're not feeling satisfied and satiated. It's because what you just did wasn't the thing that you're really looking for. You're looking for something more real, more genuine, and something that's really gonna satiate you. And they says, V'zek klal Hashem. Even people that are not Rishon. This is just, we're taking the extreme example to be able to look at somebody who's stuck in a cycle of just doing bad actions again and again. But this happens to everybody. Person wants to do things and then you feel bad. And you want, and it's a cycle which happens again and again and again. Where a person starts to do something even small, which is, which is improper. You feel bad and then you do another small thing and instead of getting out of that cycle, and that's what Chazal mean. They say, Avera, Gerera, Severa. It's, it's the reality. You do an Avera and the Yetzar sees that automatically, automatically, every single year after he does an Avera, right? The Kedushas Levi said he's never ever seen a Yid who makes a Siyam on a doing an Avera. Right? When we do a mitzvah, we make a Siyam, we make a Suda, we invite people over for a bringing. You never see it anyway. We don't feel good about when we do an Avera. We can't. Right? It's, it's one of the most difficult things in, 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 you know, in being a Yid is that we can't, there's just, we can't feel good. Right, that's what I'm talking about. That Ace of Russia just was always dealing with this guilt of, and he just said, "I don't need the whole thing," and that's why he sold the whole bechera to Yaakov because he says, "I don't like living with this feeling of I'm never going to be able to be happy with the fact that I'm not really filling myself up properly." And therefore, it's a it's a klal Hashem to every person that we go through this process, and all we need to do is stop and recognize what's taking place, stop and recognize for a few seconds the process, the charata they're having, the desire that we have for something more real, and then maybe we'll be able to get ourselves out of the cycle. Mr. Shem will continue tomorrow, because this is, we'll go for a few days, there's a lot of, uh, a lot to talk about, but this Indian, Mr. Shem will continue tomorrow.